0: If you are an Uber driver and you want to fight Uber in court, you have to go to the Netherlands. Lior Samfiro is here. He's a partner with the, uh, the National Practice Leader, Labour and Employment Law, Samfiro Tamarkin. Hi there. Good morning. Yeah, afternoon, uh, I say. Very nice to talk to you. Uh, welcome back to the program. Thank you. You represented members of a class, is that right, uh, uh, who had a class action lawsuit Against Uber, what was the claim?
1: So we've commenced a uh, class action on behalf of Uber drivers uh, seeking uh, recognition that at law the drivers should be classified as employees rather than independent contractors. And if in fact they are employees, then that comes with it with the uh, a whole host of entitlements: overtime, vacation pay, statutory holiday pay, termination pay. Uh, so that is really what the claim is all about.
0: And it was what, uh, what what happened in court?
1: So Uber has uh, brought forward a motion to have the matter moved from our, our, our legal system here in Ontario to an arbitration in the Netherlands. What happens is when an Uber driver signs up, they're sending an electronic document that they can review on their phone, uh, and they need to accept it in order to, to, to be an Uber driver. This is a, a long document, a lot of legalese that I would expect 99% of people wouldn't understand at all. And one of the things this document says is that if you ever have any problem with us whatsoever, if there's any dispute or any claim, you, driver, have to file for an arbitration in the Netherlands. And that's your only option. Mm. And by the way, it's going to be Dutch law that applies rather than Ontario laws. So Uber brought this motion to have the matter uh, dismissed from our courts here so that uh, the the binding arbitration or the, the clause in the agreement would be enforceable. And at the initial stage, the court agreed that because these drivers signed it, they'd be, they're going to be bound by it. Uh, but that matter is now being appealed uh, so that uh, it wouldn't. Uh, our argument, of course, is that these people should have the right to enforce their rights here in Ontario.
0: So what is more concerning to you then that, that these people are not considered employees entitled to protect protection of uh, employment standards, for example, here in Ontario, or that if they have a problem, they would actually have to seek remedy in the Netherlands?
1: Well, here's the thing that the real yeah. issue here, Rob, with this whole Netherlands thing is this is not just an Uber issue. Okay. What I mean by that is if, if this is OK in this circumstance is that any employer in any situation could, have, could enter into an agreement with an employee, any employee, saying that if you have an, a dispute, you have to arbitrate in some foreign jurisdiction. And by the way, there's nothing special about the Netherlands. It could be North Korea. So it could be any jurisdiction. So the, the reality is, if that is allowed, that any employer can ultimately do whatever it wants. Your legal rights, your legal employment rights have no value
0: if right. you have
1: no mechanism to enforce those rights.
0: Huh. So, so, that's so in other the words problem. what's stopping let's say you take uh you know na- you know no, I don't want to pick on anyone let's just say some national chain and has uh, that has thousands of employees makes the case well actually if you want to fight us um our legal team operates out of the Netherlands right or operates out of any country for that matter so if you want to make a claim against us you'll have to <laughs> fight us in you, that you country have to do that. right yeah and-
1: and, and look look at a scenario like this. And, and you know, let, let's talk about an employer that is inclined to uh, not abide by its its legal obligations. So I may hire you and then say, tell you what, I'm not going to pay you minimum wage. I'm not going to pay you vacation pay. I'm not going to pay you overtime. And you have a problem. Well, take a look at your employment agreement. You have to go to the Netherlands. And obviously, the issue here is not so much with, you know, high paid executives who may have a better understanding. If we're talking about entry-level positions or, or unsophisticated position or individuals, they may not understand what they're agreeing to and certainly would not have the financial means to go arbitrate in the Netherlands or anywhere else. So does that mean they're not, they don't have any employment rights? So this is a really huge issue, and this, this is why I hope that obviously we're going to be successful on appeal. But I've also called on our government, on, on our Ministry of Labor, to intervene here and amend the Employment Standards Act to make it clear explicitly that an employer cannot do this. Because, again, the consequences could be disastrous.
0: Okay, so what is the status of your class action suit then? So until this issue is resolved, this preliminary
1: issue of jurisdiction is resolved, the class action can't continue. If we we are successful on an appeal and the judge says, no, you can't uh, bind these people to an arbitration in the Netherlands, then the class action can properly proceed and then a the court will decide whether these people are employees and what they may be owed. But this this is a preliminary jurisdiction issue and that has to be addressed and resolved before the actual merits of the class action
0: can go before a judge. I see. Um you know we have I think at last count about thirty five hundred Uber drivers in Ottawa. Thirty five hundred uh Uber drivers in Ottawa. Did do they really want to be employees? Isn't it? Isn't it understood, though, Lior Samfiro, that you know w- one of the attractions of working for a company like Uber is that you are working for yourself.
1: Well, but here's the thing, Robert: that if you Uber are makes, your own boss.
0: That's the pitch from the company. Be your own boss, right? Set your own hours. Is, work when you want it, to work.
1: Right. Except Uber does set everything. You know, rates, where you go, how you get paid. And by the way, if you you're not available in certain times, you get penalized. So it's not as simple as, as saying well, you do whatever you want. Uber can decide, well, we're not happy with the, your reviews or you're not going to be working with us. And the reality is beyond that is the law makes that decision. I don't get to decide Uber drivers and Uber doesn't get to decide whether these people at law are employees or contractors. The law takes care of that for them. And if, you know, if the law says they're employees, then the law applies and it's the same rules for them as it is for everyone else. Uh, and ultimately, if they're not employees, then they're not. But that is an issue that needs to be resolved and addressed. Uh, and, and Uber w- is going to have to abide by the same laws as everyone
0: else. Okay. Thank you. Good to hear from you. My pleasure. Yeah, that's Lior Samfiru, National Practice Leader and Partner, Labor and Employment Law, Samfiru, to mark an LLP. Very interesting case.